Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, April 1st, 2021, and today is the last show in Lockdown Red Wings history. April Fools, guys. You guys are all worried. I can oh, tell. Man. I can Dude, tell. This so, that was so funny. Holy that was crap. good. You got uh, it. We got a mailbag episode for you guys today. We're not going anywhere. Shout out to, to Matt Shook from Lockdown Pistons. So he actually did end uh, his, yeah. his uh, venerable, uh, legendary career at Lockdown Pistons earlier this week. Wednesday was his last episode. Uh, so go on over. Give that a listen. Matt his is goodbye, a, man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was tough. It, it hurt me a little bit. He oh. is, you know, he put in a good word for me to get hired uh, to do the lockdown Red Wings show. Um, and he's, he's, the just, man. he's been a great friend for years and he, he put on a great show. I've learned so much from him, both inside the booth and out as the kids say. Uh, so, so go listen to that. Uh, say goodbye, tweet him at Matt underscore shook underscore uh and just wish them farewell good luck in your next life they they posted a uh a video it was like the i will remember you song and it was just a picture oh, yeah. over his face i'm like did he die <laughs> like uh so that was pretty good um love those guys over there at lockdown pistons we got some red wings things to talk to i am uh i'm detroit sports general miachi we should probably introduce ourselves with me today as always is a sports encyclopedia detroit sports savant uh scotty bentley hosted the bentley show and the host of Locked On Red Wings. How's it going, man? Great. Great as always, man. I'm uh, really excited about today's episode. We've been talking about doing one of these for a while. So so let's jump right into it. Our first question comes to us. Well, we got two questions. Uh, this one from Jimmy Timmy Stutzla uh, to Farquad. Lena, shout out Lena. Uh, she says, do you think the constant up and down with the AHL and taxi squad was beneficial or not this season in terms of checking player development and the NHL versus giving them a chance to fully make the show? This to me is probably the most interesting question or like the defining question of the season. Um, I, I think that given the way that the roster was structured, given the amount of veterans that you had on this team, I don't really know that anybody, any prospect was going to come up and make the show full-time. Like I, I don't think Giovanni Smith not playing full-time for the Red Wings or Evgeny Sveshnikov not playing full-time for the Red Wings really has anything to do with them not necessarily earning it or not belonging there or something like along those lines. I personally, I, I think that the, this season has, if anything, just given the Red Wings some, some flexibility with what they want to do. Like, I don't think they would have been able to, you know, kind of put Evgeny Sveshnikov through waivers in a normal year without him getting picked up by somebody else, maybe Carolina. Um, and so I, I think it's definitely a case by case basis, but I've definitely gotten less annoyed with the roster moves as the season has gone on, as we've talked about it, as we've kind of looked at the other rebuilds in the city and they're pretty much going the exact same way. I think at the end of the day, your goal with prospects is to make sure that they turn into the most well-rounded NHL player 
possible. And I think, you know, when you bring a guy up, you give him a taste and you send him back down say, Hey, here's what you have to work on next time you come up. It doesn't mean that they didn't deserve to play in the NHL. It just means that they have bigger hopes for them and they're not going to run them into the ground at the NHL level. Uh, and they're instead going to put them in a place where they're comfortable and where they can succeed to take that next step. For sure. I, I think it's a, honestly, and this may sound kind of like a cop out, but I think it's a case by case basis. Truly. Like, mm-hmm. like when you look at guys like, like Smith, like, okay, it's it, then they made the decision on him. It's probably more beneficial that he just goes down into GR for the year and just gets a ton of playing time and, and gets to work on his craft that way. But for some of the more, um, I guess you would say people with lower ceilings, kind of like the Svechnikovs of the world. And, and I guess to an extent, bro may, but he just got sent down to like people that, that may aren't like prospect status and, and are kind of just like, Oh, like you're, you're just a filler. Um, or maybe don't have as bright of futures. I guess you would say um, they, those, I think that's more beneficial. I think, like you said, that opens a whole nother world of flexibility that we've seen a lot this year. Um, so I, as weird as it sounds, I think that um, I honestly think it's more of a case by case thing. And I, I think that with some people, it was super beneficial. And with some people, they realized pretty early on that it probably wasn't. And that's why you saw so many people go to GR after they actually had pretty good Red Wings tenures. Uh, and then Lena also wants to know, do you see Troy Stetcher as a long term defenseman slash part of uh, a permanent part? of this rebuild. I will delegate to you to start us off on this one. Yeah, I do. A- absolutely. I do. I, I think uh, I, I'm not sure I see him as, you know, like a top two, but I, I could absolutely see him as, as a long-term piece of, of this defense and uh, whether it's a, a second or third line, whatever, whatever he ends up being is fine. But I, I definitely still think, a, I think it's worth to to keep him out there currently and to see what we have in him. And B, I, I do still believe in him for sure. I absolutely do as well. And I, one of my bold predictions for the season, and maybe the ones I even felt a little bit more confident on was that the uh, Red Wings would extend Troy Stetcher. Um, and I, I think I jumped the shark a little bit. I think I said that it would be before the end of this season. I don't know if that's going to happen. It probably won't. Um, but we had uh, Samantha from the broadcast pod on uh, before the season started to talk about what the Red Wings are getting in Troy Stetcher. And I was immediately sold on him. Uh, she, like I knew that the Red Wings were getting a dog in Troy Stetcher. I knew they were getting a guy who was spurned by his hometown team. Wasn't didn't receive a qualifying offer. They just straight up let him walk. Um and he's, he came in and he played like it. He had a little bit of a rough stretch after he came back from injury. That probably led to uh, his healthy scratch over the last three games. But nevertheless, he was a guy that, from what I understood, he would come in at the beginning of every season being a top six and slowly work his way into the top four and belonged in the top four because he showed he belonged there. Uh, so I, I did have like high hopes for Troy Stetcher at the dollar amount that they got him at. And given the fact that, uh, you know, he was going to be playing with Mark Stahl, like I, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Um, but I, I did have an inkling about him and it has turned out to be true. And I would love him, love for him to become uh, a full-time part of these plans. He's only 26. I don't know when he turns 27. I feel like it's honestly, within these next couple of days, to be quite honest with you. Um, but yeah, so so I definitely do. Uh, let us 
I do an ad break real quick. I got to talk to you guys about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Scotty, hope you didn't place a bet on those Michigan Wolverines last night, pal. Uh, bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. Bet Online even has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you enter our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And we also got to talk to you guys today about Built Bar. Now, we've been telling you about Built Bar. It's the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar. And they've got 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now it is time to find out which Built Bar is the best. Now, as we sit here and record this today... Coconut brownie chunk and mint brownie are duking it out for a spot in the championship against cookie dough chunk. Uh, we went over that the other day, Scotty. I think who did you pick? Cookies and cream or cookie dough chunk? Cookies and cream. Cookies well, they lost. Cream. They I lost. Know. My I squad know. won. Uh, that that felt really good to to own you, even though I wasn't, <laughs> you know, sure which one I picked. Uh, <laughs> but I'm happy that my squad came out on top. And the championship is going to be a dogfight, no matter who makes it, whether it's the mint brownie or whether it's the coconut brownie chunk. And you can make your voice heard when you go to builtbar.com. Enter our promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-15, to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order at builtbar.com. And while you're there, vote on today's matchup. Check back tomorrow to see who won and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. There's an old man sitting next to me. Make love to his tonic and gin. <laughs> Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, Scotty, segment two here at the Locked On Red Wings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is your team every day. We got a mailbag episode going on. Now, this one comes to us from Tanking Sucks. It says, who are the most intriguing prospects for the team's future already on the team or the affiliate? What do you got? Um, well, it's hard not to pick a Mo, man. Like, I know that that's kind of, you know, mainstream, whatever. But, like, first off, I just want to say <laughs> tanking sucks is an interesting Twitter name for someone who's a Detroit fan. Um, yeah. But just so, he's, like, so uh, I actually had a conversation with him the other day. He's a Pistons fan. He doesn't have a, a hockey team. Sure. He's trying to find one. Okay. So well, welcome aboard. Welcome yeah. aboard. Yeah. Um, I, it, it it has to be Mo. Like it, the we see clips every day of, of him. That's Moritz Sider. Yes, Moritz Sider. Yes. Sorry. Mr. Sucks. Um, <laughs> just just it, it has to be like the the few the ceiling is so high. Um, we're we're seeing they're hyping him up so much. We're seeing this. The, these videos every day, like Raymond, I'm sure will be absolutely great. I, I have such high hopes for him too. And, um, but it, it, it can't, it can't not be Mo currently. And like, if I wanted to go for a different um, kind of like, maybe I don't want to say lesser known, cause he literally played on the team this year, but like maybe not as high caliber 
I would say Giovanni Smith. I love Giovanni Smith. He's one of my favorite Red Wings and was when he was on the team, at least one of my favorite wings this year. And I, I think that he could be a really solid um, player for this team going forward. But as far as just like overall, it has to be Cider. And now, like I just hear the words uh, Norris Trophy winner getting yeah. tossed around in his name. And now I'm starting to get like a little nervous. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, pump the brakes. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, he is without a doubt, I think the most intriguing prospect in the Red Wing system. Then of course you have Lucas Raymond, uh, who the fourth overall pick in 2020, the skill set speaks for itself, but just the stories we, you've kind of heard about him um, as like through the gray fine. I, I was listening to an interview with Hakan Anderson, who was the uh, Red Wings European director of scouting. Uh, it was on elite prospects podcast with JD Burke and Craig Button. And he said that, so, you know, Sweden had this whole issue uh, with COVID right before the world junior championships, their coaching staff got COVID. They just threw another random guy in there. And he said that every, like Lucas Raymond was such a help and, and Sweden didn't have the best tournament in the world, but they had a really good tournament given the circumstances. And their coach basically said, I would have been completely lost had it not been for Lucas Raymond. He was leading meetings. He was, you know, talking to guys. He was helping communicate uh, on behalf of his coach. And, and so I think just from a leadership standpoint, that really intrigues me a lot. And then somebody who maybe doesn't fly under the radar, but because of the fact that he was just drafted and we haven't gotten to see uh, a huge sample size out of him is William Wallander. He was the first pick of the second round this year. And, and I think he's gotten a little bit overshadowed maybe by Theodore Niederbach, who got taken a couple spots after that. But William Wallander, I mean, if you're looking at it, I, there was a story that came out uh, on him today from Scott Wheeler, just like possessing a really interesting skill set and, and that kind of Big giving boy. him potential uh, to be a star. And that really intrigues me as well. And then lastly, obviously, um, we've got Jonathan Bergeron, who also mm. is over in the SHL, uh, who just absolutely lit it up. And that actually leads us into our next mailbag question. But Mr. Sucks, uh, I will say that somebody who's on the team already, Philip Sedina, first six overall pick in 2018, trying to put his game together, uh, had a really nice goal on Tuesday night. Yeah, and somebody just that you're scored, just yeah. going to want to keep an eye on all season long if you're going to start following this team. Kyle Demetrius from the Lockdown Sharks podcast wants to know Bergeron, had a fantastic season in Sweden this year. Has he moved up the list of key building block pieces for the wings over the next two seasons, or is this an anomaly? And you'll have to wait and see if this is the true JB. I think with any prospect, there's uh, an element of out of nowhere type of performance. Like, yes, it's drastically improved from his last two seasons, but it's drastically improved from his last two seasons because he barely played. He was out with an injury for the most part. He was a second round pick. I don't think, um, anybody's looking at his game right now and and saying that he's drastically outperforming uh expectations maybe a little bit just because of the season that he had i think there was like uh there were he was in he was only five uh score or only five players have had uh more points in there as a junior player in the shl and it was like zetterberg elias Pettersson, one of the sedines and like something crazy like that um so i definitely do see him as a building block especially given the fact that he had uh this second round pick status and it was mainly him trying to navigate injury in order to fulfill that for sure i i think 
A, I think that this year it has, I mean, as stated in the question, has absolutely made, um, whether it's the front office or the fans or both, think of him in a lot higher regard of like the, the, his, his piece in the puzzle for the future of this team. Um, I think he's a lot, he's looked at a lot more fondly now, not that he was ever looked at poorly, but, um, and, and also I just want to point out like before I joined locked on, like, I feel like locked on is just big on him. I feel like you talk about him a lot and yeah. now we've got questions about, it. I feel like he's just like, he's just like locked on's boy at this point. Well, um, I mean, his, his. 45 points in 49 games that'll that'll make that'll do it that'll do it that'll do it this guy's boy but yeah obviously i think the the he absolutely could be a a very important piece for this team and i'm just excited to you know we went through the same thing with the tigers like you bottom out and you're not only are you horrible but no one on the team is part of the future plans like i just want to get to the point of like like not even an upward trajectory necessarily i just want to get to the point where these kids are are starting to come up and we we can lose but at least it's exciting because we're seeing like people that will be here for a long time absolutely and then the last thing i would say about bergen is uh he's a playmaker like he's i I don't think it's going to be one of those things where um you know sometimes with scores like pure scores or whatever like like they come over and they find it difficult to find that scoring touch in the nhl i don't think jonathan bergen is going to have uh too much of a a difficult time adjusting to the North American game. I think he'll probably get a little bit of time in the AHL, at least to start. And then you can kind of, I mean, even at the end of the day, like if he doesn't come up right away, he'll only be 21 next season. And so you can really honestly be happy with him being in the AHL for uh, whatever period of time. Uh, And then the last one to wrap up this segment before we get to segment three and answer a little bit more of your mailbag questions. We got Jack Bushman uh, two wants to know while the wings won't make the playoffs this year, they will play a pivotal role in deciding who will earn the fourth and final playoff spot. Who do you think they have, they can have success against in these final 20 20 games and possibly play Spoiler two. Now, here's the thing. They've already played seven against the Florida Panthers. After tonight, the season series will be over. Thank God. I'm so sick of playing Thank the Florida goodness, Panthers. Um, so you got three games left against the Blue Jackets. You got two games left against the Blackhawks. And you got four games left against the Dallas Stars. I'm inclined to say the Columbus Blue Jackets, if for yep. no other reason than it is the only team that the Red Wings have a winning record against this season. They're three and two against Columbus. Uh, Chicago is a team that I thought the Red Wings were going to be neck and neck with, but whenever they play them, uh, they like something weird, ha- like they either just run into Kevin Lankinen or they get outscored in the power play, like three, three to two and lose by three. I don't know. It's just been weird. I don't have any confidence that the Red Wings can beat the Blackhawks uh, and like on a night to night basis. But I also don't feel that way about the Dallas Stars either. So I, I think it, the obvious answer here is Columbus because in a way they already have kind of chipped into uh, their, you know, them losing ground essentially. And uh, and you still got three more games left. So so who knows? Yeah, I, I mean, Columbus is definitely the, the answer. I, I just like, man, I hate losing to Chicago so bad. Yeah. Like I didn't get I, swept. Like that's I all I was hate losing to Chicago. Right. Exactly. Like, and, and we've looked so bad against them most of the year. Um, and Dallas, I would say Dallas, but we get hurt. Like we have like seven injuries every time we play Dallas, apparently. So that's, 
yeah, I, I think the end Columbus has just been an absolute, as we talked about earlier this week, an absolute train wreck. So if I can recall correctly, here's how the four games against Dallas have gone this year. Jonathan Bernier gets hurt and they lose a close one. Thomas Grice is in and they get the shit kicked out of him. Yep. Or I, I can't remember. Maybe those games are flip-flop, but that's what happened in the first series. They lost like seven to three, one of the games, or maybe I'm just putting those games together. I can't remember. And then in this next one, Jonathan Bernier gets hurt again. Thomas yep. Grice almost blows it. They barely squeak out the win. And then they get the shit kicked out of them the next time. And maybe the most boring game of the season so far. Uh, I yes. hate playing the Dallas stars. I wish the Red Wings did not have to play them again this season. It's terrifying. Um, it's, it's for never, real terrifying. Well, I mean, not only that, but they're also just like such a boring franchise. <laughs> they, they like, don't bring anything to the, you don't table. like their highlighter jerseys, bro. Their monster can no, jerseys. No, they suck. They're the aesthetic <laughs> of them sucks. Uh, no matter which uniform they're wearing, hockey. I don't know why they ever shifted. A, Ridiculous. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> the the Pantera goal song. Yeah. It's 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 too much for me. <laughs> so yeah. Anything else on that? No, I I think the the answer is Columbus. It's got to be and and like we like I said we talked about earlier this week. That's just such a dumpster fire that that's got to be the the one that we can yeah. we can keep going at. Uh, rockauto.com everybody they're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years now i personally hate going to the auto parts store because i don't know what i'm talking about and it's embarrassing i start i start looking through those books and, I'll, and i'm just waiting for somebody to be like oh you need any help sir and i'm like oh thank god you're here you know <laughs> and uh it's just a terrible anxiety inducing place Thanks to rockauto.com, I no longer have to go there anymore. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in just a few easy clicks and deliver directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals or do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same auto parts? And that's the big part of it too. Once you get helped, you can't really say no to the things that they recommend you because A, you don't know any better. And B, you know, that guy went through all the trouble to help you. And, you know, so you got to do it. Uh, so go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck and just write locked on. And there, how did you hear about us box that they know we sent you? They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Throw it back in. Zetterberg. Shoot it quickly. Scores! He does! Be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, Scotty, segment three here at the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Fun little mailbag episode so far. And uh, Jonathan wants to know, do you foresee Eiserman going after prospects or draft picks more when trading away players at the deadline? Um, I would say, I would probably say draft picks, I guess. I mean, like, um, I just don't think we have anyone on this team that is good enough to get the return of like a, a top, whatever, 10, 15 organizational prospect. Um, and if you do, you're definitely not getting any, 
any picks attached to it. I think the safer bet would probably be that he goes in and gets a, a mid round, you know, second to fourth round pick for some of these guys. Um, not that it's not impossible. Uh, and I, I trust Steve, but um, yeah, I, I would say if I, if I had to put, if I had to put money on it, I would probably go, I would probably go picks, I guess. I would go picks as well, because I think a, um, you know, the Red Wings scouting staff is just very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the, the Red Wings can take advantage of that. And then on top of it, too, uh, there's a lot of different factors to it. I, I could see him getting back some prospects. Like the thing, the thing is, is, you know, you can kind of have the ability to take a couple swings uh, on prospects. That's a cool thing about them is you end up sometimes like Robbie Fabry, where you make the trade one for one. Now their guy was working out where they were. And then all of a sudden, Hey, you got the way sweeter end of the deal. So that is a benefit of, of trading for prospects. But I also think too, I mean, just from a roster construction standpoint, what you're essentially doing with picks instead of prospects is pushing down the timeline of when you're going to have to pay those guys. So if you get, you know, uh, a draft pick in the 2021 NHL draft or even 2022 uh, that's a player who can, you know, step in a, a couple of years from now, maybe provide some cap relief or, you know, be a valuable asset for a potentially cash draft team later on down the road, rather than like getting a good prospect, having to pay him in two years or letting him walk for nothing. So I think that's kind of uh, the give and take to those two different kinds of things, but I agree as well. I definitely see more draft picks coming back. Uh Speaking of the trade deadline, Chase asks, who do you think is most likely to get traded at the deadline? And what is the most likely return for that player? Sorry to steal this one. I'm going to go first. It is Luke Lendenning. The, the Luke Lend, the trade Luke Lendenning to a contender campaign has been rolling hot and heavy for months. Uh, and he hasn't really done anything like to not to, to kind of take away from that shine. Uh, I just don't know what they're going to get for him. I, I don't know what the market is going to be like. I'm inclined to say gun to my head, a second round pick. Um, but maybe a second plus a lower round pick, maybe two third round. Pick. I honestly have no idea. So uh, that'll definitely be something that's kind of interesting to see. Who knows? Yeah, maybe I, they'll get a decent player back. Maybe <laughs> we can hope. Um, <laughs> I, it, it, yeah. For most likely, it's definitely him. Uh, just you got to give me another one. The okay, okay. Um, that's why I went first because oh, I, I didn't want to. I mean, wanna... I'll say Bobby Ryan would be yeah. the, the other probably slam dunk one. I, I think, um, you know, early on he talked about it. the reason that he signed here was because of Steve. I think that's because Steve told him if you ball out here, we can trade you to a contender, you can go get a cup. And I, I think that. That's uh, that's something that's kind of been mutually agreed on for a while. Not that he's been exceptional, really. Uh, mm. He hasn't been bad, but he hasn't netted one in a minute. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think those two are kind of honestly in a league of their own. And then you kind of have, like, the stalls and the Berniers and stuff like that kind of below them. But, uh, yeah, I think those two are probably the two biggest guarantees. And then everybody after that is a maybe. Uh, speaking of goaltending, producer Brian, uh, shout out producer Brian. Producer Brian, man. I keep forgetting to shout him out at the beginning of the episodes. I got to make a note of that. Or at least you remind me if I don't 
say sure. welcome in producer Brian. When uh, you ask me how my day is going, I'll just be like, hey. Be like, it's Brian. not about me. <laughs> uh, he says, Keith Petrozelli has had a fantastic season and one where he has been named a finalist for the Hobie Baker. Do you see Petrozelli as a serious candidate for the Wings future net miner or is it too early to tell? I mean, it's always too early to tell with goaltending, yeah. but uh, the the two-year stretch that he's kind of put together, he had a 920 save percentage last season with like a 2.12 GAA, and then this year he knocked it down even further uh, to, I believe, 927 and a 1.88 GAA. Uh, that's going off memory, so if I'm not correct on that, uh, please don't hurt me. But, I mean, you, you put together two seasons like that in the NCAA. I like what he brings to the table. He's a nice big guy, real skinny. Um but he's just like very athletic in the net. Like I, I like what I've seen out of him so far. And uh, I don't see any reason as to why he's, I would bet a lot of money that he is getting starts in Detroit next season. Yeah, for sure. I, whether, like you said, I, I mean, whether he's like the long-term, like this guy's going to be the goalie for the next, whatever, five, seven years. Yeah. It's way too early, but um, in the short term, he's, yeah, he's going to be up and he's going to be up really soon. I, I think another factor, um, nothing's going to change that. Nothing's going to change the fact that he's going to get starts probably next year and at worst, I mean, probably next year. But um, the other thing for the for long term is just, you know, honestly, this draft, you know, we've been talking about a little bit. Mm. Like if we get a certain, if, <laughs> if we fall in that like four to seven range, you know, might be some what we want to put some <laughs> our eyes on someone, but um, I, I just I, I do think that that might have a little bit to do with it. But I, again, for the short term, barring you know knock on wood injury, nothing's going to stop him from getting starts in the next calendar month, calendar year. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then our last one comes from Anthony. Or sorry, we have two more. We have one from uh, the professor Pete as well. <laughs> sorry, Pete, we got it coming. Don't worry. Uh, Anthony wants to know, what do you think the honest truth is with players like Bertuzzi and Mantha? Do you think we will see them in Detroit long-term or let them go? I honestly have no idea. Um, Anthony Mantha's status as a Red Wing seems to change on a day-to-day basis. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, though, I, I don't see any reason that he's not part of this team in the coming years, specifically because of the fact that he was in a contract year. He signed that one new year deal via arbitration this year, and he didn't really, uh, you know, get the chance to show his worth. And so I think the Red Wings are going to be able to get him back at probably a pretty decent dollar amount. And if that's the case, I don't see any reason to uh, move on from him, at least in within the next year. Yeah. I, uh, for me personally, I just think Bert is way too. Um, He's a heart and soul guy. Right. And, and I, I want to say versatile, but I almost feel like that doesn't do it justice. Like he's a guy that you can put on any line and he will produce. It, it does not matter. He, he, so he's a dog. I, right. And I think that that kind of a player, you're not going to get a return that makes you happy. I think that is, he has significantly more value just being a part of your team than trying to flip him and get assets. Mantha, on the other hand, I don't think anyone knows. I don't think Iserman knows. I, I yeah. think that is just the the mystery of the organization. Um, I, I wish I I could tell you the truth, but I don't think I don't think Mantha or Iserman or anyone on this planet knows the truth about that. Mm. Um, so that's just one that we'll have to keep an eye on. We'll just have to see. But for Bert, I, I really have a hard time believing that 
purely value wise, it's more valuable to move him than it is to just keep him. A hundred percent agree. And one of the predictions, if we can actually call myself out for another prediction that I made at the beginning of the season that turned out to be wrong was that I said, well, hasn't technically been proven to be wrong yet, but I said Tyler Bertuzzi would get shipped out uh, at the deadline this year. And that was because I thought, you know, they just signed Mantha, depending on what the production of Mantha looks like. um, You know, we haven't ever really had confirmation. Like there was not, I I wasn't sure that he was in the Red Wings long-term plans. I don't, I didn't see a reason as to why he wouldn't be, but at the same time, you got Larkin signed, you got Mantha signed, depending on what kind of season he was having and what teams would be willing to give up for him. I thought that he was somebody who uh, might receive uh, a lot of calls given that he is still on that one-year deal. So I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a very fluid situation, I think, sure. with uh, Mantha and then the, the injury for Bertuzzi kind of just takes all of, also, all of that stuff yeah, off the sure. table. So uh, last question from the professor, our friend, uh, former guest here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast, Pete, the professor. He says, if a hot dog is a sandwich and an ice cream sandwich is a sandwich, is a banana split a sandwich? Hard answer, no. Uh, you eat it with a spoon. So that's my answer. <laughs> I, I out, would... Pete. I almost I was agree with that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a dumb question. <laughs> I mean, it definitely, it definitely makes you think. Those, those deep, like, <laughs> no, it doesn't make you think. It just makes, you know? yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess it's not that it's a dumb question. It's just that has one very obvious answer. Sure. You know, and I think he's just trying to, trying to so, stoke the flames. A little. The thing about a sandwich is that you can eat it with your hands. You can't eat a banana split with your hands. I don't. But could you if you wanted to? No. You don't no. think it's possible? And it's definitely possible, but you would you would use one hand and you would you would scoop instead of holding a top and holding a bottom and then delivering it into your mouth. And yeah, that but way. you could do it like a hot dog. I think that's why he brings up the hot dog comparison, because you could do it like that. No, nah, I mean, could you? I feel like you, I mean, like, no, you definitely but could. like, yeah, like, okay, <laughs> but, like, but like, if it's in a bowl, how would you bring it to your mouth? And then well, no, no, yeah, it wouldn't be in a bowl. So you would make the banana split in your hand. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, I appreciate you trying. I appreciate you trying for Pete. <laughs> I'm sure Pete appreciates it too, but I think Pete knows what he was doing with this question. And so, you know what? I don't, I don't really feel bad. No, it's it's fair. It's fair. I, I I'll also go with no. I just want to play the little devil's advocate. Uh, Pete's a good guy. We love it, Pete. Thanks so much for everybody who sent in today's mailbag questions. We're gonna have a recap of the Florida Panthers series on tomorrow's show. So be sure to tune in for that. Follow us on Twitter at lo underscore Red Wings. Follow me on there at Nolan Bianchi. Follow Scotty on there at Bentley Scotty. Follow producer Brian at Brian Fisher ninety seven one. And follow Ethan too at Ethan Smith. Uh, anything else before we tell the people goodbye and send them off into their Thursday? No, just shout out producer Brian. Shout out producer Brian. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. You're locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.